0: gentlemen at camcast i'm sorry it's taken me a little bit as you can see we're in a new location uh i actually moved last weekend i actually got another new job so for those of you at home that's uh, two new jobs in the last two months uh <laughs> it's just apparently you know i'm not only good talking here on the podcast but in general i'm able to get all these different jobs so that's a new thing but uh no i haven't forgotten i know we did that poll on camcast instagram that is at cam.cast cam.cast um, where you know you guys voted upon you wanted to hear my top 10 comedies of all time. I'm gonna do that list. I had that list ready. The list is here. It's ready. and we're gonna put this on YouTube. It's gonna go on every you know everywhere you can listen to a podcast and it's gonna go on an IG story on IGTV. So that way you'll be able to watch the entirety of it on my Instagram. So please make sure you're following my Instagram, you're hitting that bell notification so you know when I'm having a new post. If you're following on YouTube already and you're watching it here, Make sure you're you're sharing and you're liking and subscribing and you're commenting. It really helps me against the YouTube algorithm. And uh, without further ado, uh, we'll get into this. Oh, let me let me go ahead and preface. This is my top ten list. Okay, these might not be the funniest movies of all time, but these are movies I broke down. There might be a few that I have forgotten over the years, but these are ones that I've broken down and I've, I've watched them either a million times or they're really really quotable for me. And you know they're ones that just leave a really positive taste in my mouth. So without further ado, here here's a list. But we are going to start out with some honorable mentions because there are a lot of honorable mentions to talk about. So, first honorable mention is the Rush Hour series. Those are great. Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan. They're super quotable. They're pretty funny, and I've always enjoyed them. Uh, the next one is a couple of uh, Adam Sandler movies, my two favorite Adam Sandler movies, which are Billy Madison, Mr. Deeds, and well, Happy Gilmore, so three. Um, all three of those are just hilarious. You know, Mr. Deeds, I watched it again recently, I think late last year, and I forgot how funny it was and like how laugh out, you know how much I was laughing at that movie. Obviously, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore are just classic films, right? Those are just incredibly funny. Uh, the next one, probably my earliest memory in watching a comedy. We used to watch it all the time as kids with my stepdad, and that is the I believe it came out in '94, Dumb and Dumber, with uh, you know Jim Carrey and uh, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Shit, can't think of his name. Anyways, uh, that movie is is great. It's really funny. Super quotable. Uh, next one is Game Night, a movie that came out, I think, 2017 or 18. Uh, a movie I didn't anticipate being that funny, and that movie wound up knocking my socks off, and it was freaking hilarious. I really, really enjoyed it. I just haven't found myself going back to watch it a third or second or third time, um, but my initial experience in the movie theater was super positive, and I had to put that in my honorable mentions. The next one has got to be an all-timer, okay? It's, it's got to be on everyone's list in some capacity or another, Napoleon Dynamite. That's one of the driest, you know, most quotable movies ever. And it's just, it's so stupid. And, you know, it's kind of in that vein of Nacho Libre, which isn't in my honorable mentions, but just dry humor. and They kind of came out along the same time. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where everyone has seen Napoleon Dynamite in some capacity. Some people are like, oh, my God, this thing is it's genius. It's so funny. And then other people are like, you know, this is just not my thing. But I quote that movie all the time, you know, $6. It's like a dollar an hour, you know, like, like little lines like that. It's fantastic. Then my last honorable mention, I got to include it because I think it's hilarious. I think it's one of the most underrated comedies probably ever, and that's Mean Girls. Mean Girls is funny. Funny. i mean that movie is like it's got so much great humor you know it has like the narration going on by Lindsay lohan it's got great rachel mcadams you know good tina fey good tim meadows and it's got that whole scene where she doesn't even go here do you even go to this school no i just have a lot of feelings you know that's just good stuff but all right here's the official list all right i'm, I'm we're doing this i'm in this and i'm excited to get rolling number 10 Came out in 2007. Uh, one of my favorite films. One of my favorite. I'm going to get into one thing. One thing about my list that I realized there was a big boom in comedies between 2007 and 2009. Tons of amazing, like hilarious, iconic, rated R comedies came out during that time. That was kind of during the Judd Apatow, like, you know, I'm going to control the narrative and basically make a million different uh, comedy movies all at the same time. And all those guys, you know, Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd and uh, Hill and James Franco Seth Rogen all those guys were in those different movies and it was kind of a big boom for movie comedies and we haven't really gotten that since or even anything close to it since comedies have kind of died um, but anyways that was just uh, something that I thought of when I was going over this list so number 10 hot rod from 2007 starring Andy Samberg and Bill Hader and uh Isla Fisher and you know a couple other people Hot Rod is fucking hilarious, okay? That might be the dumbest movie I've ever watched in my entire life, but from start to finish, I am laughing the entire time. It is incredibly quotable. They have that two of heart scene where they're dancing in the parking lot for no reason that I reenact all the time where he just like... You know, it's just, it's really funny. It's super, you know, corny, super cheesy, but I I love every single minute of it and it's great. Uh, Number nine is an all-female comedy. It has one of the most outrageous, you know, poop scenes in the history of cinema. It's Bridesmaids. Okay, I rewatched Bridesmaids and I believe March, and I hadn't seen it in a couple of years, and I forgot how damn funny that movie was. Kristen Wiig gives an all-time performance. Melissa McCarthy. This is basically our, you know, introduction to Melissa McCarthy as like a household name. She was doing, you know, the Mike and Molly thing on CBS for years, but we didn't really recognize who this human being was, and she's amazing. She's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, she just lights up the screen. She has that thing where she has all the Labrador Retriever puppies, and she's like, yeah, I probably could have handled six because she takes all of them, like, from that party or whatever. You get your first dose of Rose Byrne, who's amazing, who ends up going in. Ah, that's another one I should have put in there. Neighbors. Yeah, Neighbors is in my honorable mention. I, that's one. That's an example of me forgetting a really funny movie. Yeah, Neighbors. Neighbors in the honorable mention. But, anyways, this is number nine. So, Bridesmaids. Number eight is a comedy that again came out in 2007 bridesmaids is 2011 by the way the year of, of my graduation that's 10 years ago which is insane number uh number eight directed by greg mottola written by seth rogan and evan goldberg super bad okay movie starring jonah hill michael sarah uh mclovin it's got young emma stone um this movie is raunchy it's it's gross it's got that tampon scene it's it's disgusting it's funny God, it's funny. The set pieces in this thing are amazing. You got that random guy. He's like, "You're Jimmy's cousin, aren't you? You you, you look like Jimmy's cousin. You look like Jimmy's cousin." And it's uh, it's it's that guy. He's like, "Let let the tiger out of the cage, man. Let the tiger out of the cage." I'm sorry, Mark. I'm sorry. You know, just like like little characters like that in this movie do amazing. And then Bill Hader and Seth Rogen as cops are fantastic. Bill Bill Hader is just amazing in anything. He's one of my favorite people in Hollywood because I feel like he just genuinely just doesn't want that hollywood lifestyle and he just enjoys making movies making tv shows and just you know having a good time and picking great roles but super bad is just it's iconic i mean it really is it's one of those iconic uh high school comedy movies and it's it's laugh out loud funny every time i'm grateful that it's on netflix every single day uh number seven possibly the most quotable movie of all time okay and i had to put it on there because there are some outrageous scenes in this movie, and you know I can you know go line for line on some of these scenes, like Sex Panther. It's made of eighty percent Panther, so you know it's good. And of course, I'm talking about Anchorman: The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Uh, this movie is just outrageous. It's got a great Steve Carell. It's got to me. It's got Will Ferrell at the peak of his powers. He's just really tapping in and going for the role. Because um, there are a lot of Will Ferrell movies I don't like, like Get Hard. That was one of the few movies I walked out on. I thought that was a really horrible movie. Um, I also walked out on uh, uh, the campaign. I think that was him in it. I think it was him and uh, uh, and uh, Zach Galifianakis. But no, Anchorman is funny. It's so quotable. And uh, he, <laughs> one of my favorite lines he's like, Baxter, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> it's like why, why Milwaukee? You know. And he's like, go fuck yourself, Sandy. It's just there it's it's line after line after line after line and it's it's fantastic. I love it so much. And Brick killed the guy. I saw that. It, yeah, there was a there was a guy on a horse and I killed a guy with a trident. He's like, Brick, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You might want to lay low for a while. You probably wanted for murder. And it's 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 just stuff like that. I love that movie so much. Number six Maybe one of the best ensemble casts, and maybe one of the greatest like reveals of who an actor is playing in a movie, and just overall one of the funniest movies you're ever gonna see. Especially that beginning scene where they're doing movie uh, previews. Tropic Thunder, okay. Tropic Thunder had me in the very beginning where Robert Downey Jr. was playing an Australian guy, and he was in a, a, a trailer for a movie called Satan's Alley, and he's in there with uh, Toby Maguire. <laughs> He takes the rosary beads and he's like touching the rosary beads and he goes, you know, like it's that movie just so absurd and so ridiculous. And the guy's name is Alpa Chino. And, you know, at the at the end, you realize that the main uh, producer of the entire thing is some he's some guy that's been has like these giant hands and it's it's Tom Cruise the entire time. You know, I think what's really underrated about that movie is the fact that it was actually directed by uh, Ben Stiller. Um, and I don't think that people talk about that enough in all honesty. So, um, and Tropic Thunder, by the way, came out in 2008. So that's another movie that's along, you know, those lines that came out kind of in a, a great time for, for comedies in that five year stretch where just comedies were just zinging off. That was, which kind of makes sense because that was right before the superhero boom, right? Cause superhero boom came out in 2008 and this movie Tropic Thunder came out in 2008 and all of a sudden there was a conflict between, you know, superhero movies and, um, you know, comedies because a lot of superhero movies have elements of comedy in them while not being a full comedy genre film. And I think that might have been what happened to a lot of the, uh, the comedy movies in those times. But we're just going to go ahead and keep plugging along to possibly the most absurd premise in a movie. But I don't think I've ever laughed harder in a movie theater because I didn't really go and watch rated R movies until I was about 17. Um, my first rated R film in a theater was The Book of Eli, and I'll never forget it. And for that, I because for me, it was, I think I was like 16 or 17, I thought it was really graphic, which is funny because now I just, I'm like eating popcorn through a Tarantino movie and not really thinking twice about it. So, you know, I've kind of grown a long way as a film watcher, but the movie that is my number five spot is This Is The End that came out in 2013. One of the best ensemble casts you're ever going to see, okay, it has, it basically stars Seth Rogen, James Franco, Jonah Hill. Danny McBride, Jay Baruchel, Craig Robinson. It's got appearances from Paul Rudd, Kevin Hart, Michael Sarah, Coked out Michael Sarah. Who, if you've seen the movie, you understand. Like that's it's a completely different level of Michael Sarah. It's a Michael Sarah you didn't know that you needed, but you're glad that you got. It's got Emma Watson. It has a guest appearance by Channing Tatum towards the end of the film, um, and a special. If you if you haven't seen it by now, spoiler alert. It's got the Backstreet Boys the last three minutes of the movie for no reason at all. The movie's absurd. It knows it's absurd um it's it's dark it's twisted it's hilarious and I I had to include it in this list it is just so ridiculous that they made this movie basically as just like they're each playing themselves but they're playing like a hyped up Hollywood version of themselves like how how people think that they would actually be like Jonah's like America's sweetheart and Jay Baruchel is you know really um he's he's a hipster he hates the Hollywood life they, they play up James Franco that he's in love with Seth Rogen, and the movie's fucking funny and if you haven't seen it i suggest watching it or re-watching it it's really funny and i it's not the most quotable movie but there's a lot of physical humor in that movie and it just makes me laugh so hard um number four is one of my all-time favorites it is the broest of bro comedies and of course i'm talking about 2009's i love you man starring paul rudd and jason siegel um this movie's phenomenal okay every time I watch it I have a smile on my face it's all the nicknames they call each other like hey I'll see you later Jobin and then Jason Siegel's like Jobin and or you know it's just like I'll see you later Magooch or it's like uh I'll see you later or I'll see you another time and then Jason Siegel's like "Wait, well, that's uh it's really confusing are, are we hanging out and he's like yeah yeah it's like oh okay cool that sounds good um it, the movie's really quotable it's just really funny and it's silly um but it kind of makes it's it's a great story because the guy can't make friends. So basically, you know that's I, I you can imagine how somebody who doesn't make friends that easily that's how they would have to make friends. They'd have to go out, hang out with new people, and then eventually become you know friends. And like it's it was a bad, it's it's a movie that hasn't been done enough. I feel like that that concept is really good. Um, like you know a guy that just he he needs to make friends. So it's it's I, they might have done it in that movie with Josh Gad and Kevin Hart. I forget what that the name of that one is. Uh, I think it's The Ringer. I think that makes sense, um, but no, I love you, man. fantastic, and that's why it's my number four. Number three is another Jason Segel movie. Okay, one of my another one of my favorites came out in two thousand eight again in that little window between two thousand six and two thousand ten. Tons of movies. Okay, tons of really good comedy movies, and of course this one being, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay, this movie is so funny. It's got great Jonah Hill lines. It's got great Jason Segel an underrated Bill Hader in here. Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell are throwing a million miles an hour. They're both equally funny and equally likable. It's got the best Russell Brand we've ever seen. He's just outrageous in this movie. Um, so great. It's got And then it's got one of the most underrated Paul Rudd performances we've ever seen as the the surfing instructor, Kunu. He's like, hey, aren't you a guy from Kaiser Permanente? He's like, no, but I got... I, and then uh, Russell Brand's like, I got some coral stick money. He's like, you sound like you're from London. You know, it's just like... It's Paul Rudd's got great lines. And then Jonah Hill has that line. He's like, did you, did you, did you listen to my demo? Did, did you get it? Did, did you get it? And then Russell Brand's just like, you know, I, I was going to go listen to your demos, but I just kind of carried on and, you know, continued living my life. And then Jonah Hill was like, all right, I guess I'll go fuck myself. You know, <laughs> that movie just, it's, it's funny start to end, right? There's probably a couple, you know, five, 10 minute scenes here or there where it gets kind of corny, gets kind of campy. But it's an amazing film, and I'm sure that all of you guys have seen it. And uh, it's just it it's a it's always a good watch, no matter you know what time of the year it is, what time of day it is, how you're feeling, you're happy, sad, or indifferent. It's a great watch, and that's why it's my number three. Number two is just fucking funny. Okay, it is a a seriously funny movie. I remember when this movie came out. I was in high school. I think I was like, um, I think I was sophomore year beginning. Yeah, sophomore year going into junior year. And this movie took kind of everyone by storm. Nobody was expecting it. Um, Nobody knew who this guy Zach Galifianakis was. And of course, I'm talking about The Hangover, okay? At my high school, there was a period of time where everybody was talking about this movie for a good two, three months because it was so funny. And it is. It's ridiculous. Like, the premise of it, I could not believe it hadn't been done that often before. Basically, you go to Vegas, you know, a lot of stuff happens, and you're trying to recreate it. And that was part of the fun of the movie and why it was so funny, like... You're basically, it's basically a whodunit, you know, it's like a mystery comedy because you're trying to figure out what they, what happened to Doug. And at the same time, you're retracing the steps of the night before. And it's just, you know, it's phenomenal. Stu winds up marrying a stripper and, you know, they stole a cop car and they, they met, they meet Ken Jeong's character and he's like, the you know, it's just, it's so funny. And it's definitely the most iconic cut. There's, you know, you rewatch it now. And unfortunately, a lot of it probably couldn't be made. I mean, you know, Stu says the F word a lot. I'm not talking about fuck. I'm talking about the other one. And they make a lot of gay jokes, which won't go over good today. And um, there, it's and the fact that they use roofies at all, I'm pretty sure you couldn't do that. Like this movie, there's no way it could get made today. And I think that's the reason why we haven't had as many good comedies the last, you know, five, ten years. Is because, you know, it's gotten a little bit harder to make comedies without trying to offend anybody. When at the root of it, comedy is, you know playing up the things that we all know are active, but making a joke on it. Um, I'm just hoping at some point we get to, I don't know why I'm, gonna, I'm gonna being preachy right now, but I hope we get to a point where we can enjoy comedies again and laugh at the shit that we should be able to laugh about. Things are too serious. We should be able to laugh at some things. But anyways, uh, Hangover is my number two, which leads to my number one. And if you know me, you know, this is one of the most quotable movies ever. Okay, There's a reason why it hasn't been on my list yet. And you're probably wondering, like, is he gonna be on his list? Is are you sure? Is it gonna be on his list? Is he gonna talk about it? Does did he forget about it? No, I didn't forget about it. Okay, this movie came out in 2008, so it's again one of those movies that you know came out at the right time. Directed by Adam McKay, who's gone on to do a lot more serious things. Now he did like The Big Short, and he's doing another movie right now. And of course, I'm talking about the the movie Step Brothers, starring uh, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. And this movie is just so iconic from start to finish. It's absurd. It's got Catherine Hahn in it. It has, uh, uh, you know, Adam Scott from parks and rec. Who's my, one of my favorite people. It has Richard Jenkins. It has Mary Steenburgen. Who's the, uh, the mom of Will Ferrell's character. Um, it's got Andrea Savage. Who's become more prevalent in a TBS, uh, uh, sitcom. Now it's, it's got a great cast and it's got a, uh, was it Ron? What's that guy's name? The guy who was, I forget his name, but, um, Step Brothers is iconic. Okay. It's one of the most quotable movies ever. You can go to somebody and just, you know, say a couple of lines like, uh, uh, you know, just basically anything you can think of from the movie. I, I don't, like, I can't think on the spot in that regard, but it's just so funny. It's so ingrained in the culture. Adam Scott is just, it's <laughs> in the boats and hoes, prestige worldwide, and the Catalina fucking wine mixer. Like, th- these are things that are ingrained in the culture, okay? It's just, a lot of movies have tried to do this exact same thing, and it kind of it's kind of a staple for for a lot of of comedies. You know, a lot of there they're for whatever reason this movie's rated like fifty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which means absolutely nothing and it's fucking dog shit. But this movie's phenomenal. Okay. It's just got some all-time performances. It's got this is kind of where I learned about John C. Riley. And the first time I saw Adam Scott and Catherine Hahn, like, you know, this movie came out when I was what, fifteen? Right? Fifteen. And it just made me laugh. So it's always on cable. Okay. I watched it. It's on uh, it was on Netflix from time to time. It's on Hulu from time to time. And whenever it's on, doesn't matter what point of the movie it's on. I'm going to watch it pretty much all the way through until I have to go somewhere or I have to go do something. But Step Brothers is great. And that's why it's my number one, you know, uh, Will Ferrell, like I said earlier, doesn't always, you know, have, have hits about, he's about 50, 50, but when he hits and he's really like the role is designed for him, he fucking hits. You know he's in it and it's fucking great and Step Brothers is no exception. That's why it's number one. Um, but yeah, that's my list, you guys. I want to know what your top ten comedies are. If there, let me know if I missed any main ones, okay? Because it's possible that I did. There's a lot of comedies out there. These are the ones that kind of resonate with me and stick with me the most. But I um, want I want to I know down below in the YouTube comments, down below in the Instagram comments. You can message me on Instagram. That's at cam cast k a m k a s t and, of course, on YouTube, comment below. Make sure you're sharing, liking, subscribing. Um, make sure you check out some of my other videos. I have a my my Star Wars list that I did about three, four weeks ago on Star Wars Day. It should be longer, huh? Because we're in fucking the first week of June. Um, but, yeah, you guys, sorry that I uh, you know was kind of late on this list. I had a lot of things going on. But I'm going to try to do another podcast this weekend because, you know, it's a free weekend. And, uh you know, it's just good to be back. Good to be talking about movies and uh, oh yeah, the Lakers lost. So I'm not doing any basketball videos for a while, which is great because I don't care. <laughs> I'll probably do another Shohei Otani video at some point because I love Shohei. Um, but and I'll and and anytime if you guys want me to do another top ten, let me know what top 10s you guys want me to do. These top tens are fun for me. I love ranking things. I love talking about it and justifying it. And I want to get you guys more involved in some of those conversations with the top tens. Um, so as always, you guys, thank you for listening, peace and love and I I guess peace and love and that's it, huh? Yep. Okay. Thanks.